pregnant with me when they moved to Rochester, New York. Well, I am number 12 of 15 children. My dad started from nothing. He did not even graduate. He went to fifth grade, but he accomplished so much. He made his imprint um, by becoming a pastor uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue. Then we moved to Culver Road. And then we marched from Culver Road Church to Ford Street. All of the saints walked on a Sunday Hmm. and it was an amazing experience for sure. Right. So my dad was a visionary. He also owned a block of property. Um, He was a staple in the city of Rochester, New York. He was important to his family. Many people knew him as pastor, but we knew him as daddy. Right. Um, my dad took us on vacations. He, we traveled a lot. We did so many things. He worked hard um, because they came from meager affairs. Mm-hmm. He was the baby boy, but he was able to help take care of his siblings. And that's what he wanted to do. And he afforded us a great lifestyle. When my dad got sick, um, it was like a year. It wasn't long before he actually deceased. I'm gonna go fast forward to um, them calling us for the last time to the hospital. They called us, we we were there all day and we left to get a shower and to come back. My sister Cynthia and I, and we got the call where we were in the shower, hurry up now or you won't make it to see him before he did, passes away. And sure enough, we rushed to the hospital. Thank God we made it. And all of us sang songs. We read scriptures. All of the family was there. And um, we held his hand. I didn't hold his hand because I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little afraid of death. You know, I'm afraid to be um, in the presence of people dying, especially the ones that I love. So I sat on the vent in the hospital. You know, you know that vent that's right there. I sat there and I just observed from a daughter, right? And what did I see? I saw the literal breath leave a human body. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing sight to see because he took one breath, he took two breaths, and all of a sudden on the third breath, you can see all of the air go out of his body And then he just lied there and he was gone. And everybody was still reading the scripture, talking, and I saw it. But when when they saw, I don't know what happened in the room, but finally they realized that he was gone. It was, it was Mm -hmm. over. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But he was so, the thing that I love about my dad is that he didn't only take care of his family and his children and his wife, and he took care of us well, 
but he took care of the saints. There were some people in the uh, in the church that had never traveled, never went out of the uh, of Rochester, right? He gave them that opportunity where they begin to travel. He got people. He he um, allowed people to have employment at the church. People that didn't have jobs came in. You know how it is, especially in Rochester now. Um, it's a shortage of jobs and people are doing all kinds of things to get money. But he was that liaison for so many people to, you know, make it in life and to acquire things that they had never dreamt of. And so I miss my dad today because um, he was he was a real man. Mm-hmm. He was a real man. And, it, and it's difficult. You know, I was married for 20, almost 21 years and so I can I can speak to that, you know, um, but my dad was there every day. You all he ate dinner. He came home. He stopped working. And at three o'clock, we sat around that table. We laughed. We talked. We had great conversation. We were talking about communication. Right. And that's what family is all about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say to you, what is one thing you most miss about your loved ones that deceased? Hmm. Starting with Ivy. <laughs> Like, wow. Hmm. What do I miss? Jesus. I would say her uh her stuffing, her dressing. <laughs> it's like I try to make it like her, but I just can't quite get it yet. <laughs> and her presence, her laugh. <laughs> oh, it was probably similar to yours, huh? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Very good. All right. What about you, Katrina, with a C? What do you most miss about your loved one? I think the um, thing I most miss is um, when people would see me and my mom together, they'd be like, oh, my goodness, you are a spitting image. So I, I, I would get all giddy because, see, with my daughter, people would say that when I was raising her. So for me to have people say that when I was with my mom, I'm like, oh, this felt so so giddy being compared to to being um, looked alike. Very good. Here are some companies on the screen to receive help from. The best advice on who to contact for therapy counseling is to go through your insurance. I didn't know that. I spoke to the primary care um I spoke to my primary care and was put on a list for a group grieving therapy. That's amazing. I didn't have a clue about that. So can you speak to that? Yes, that was that was definitely me. The good thing that I liked about my actual primary care primary care doctor is she always asked me how was I doing mentally and emotionally. She mm. always asked that. And then the month of February for two years or so in a row, month of February, I would go in January. I would always go to my doctor in January. I, I stopped doing that now, <laughs> but I always <laughs> go in January and it'd be like mid January, almost late January. And so we would talk about upcoming things and how I'm feeling and stuff. And so I guess after me saying that for two years in a row, she was like, all right, I'm going to put you on. I'm going to get you connected with this. Um, with this, They had an in-house therapist. Mm-hmm. She, the in-house therapist was... Um, kind of back booked up but uh, a couple months after that no a few months after the following year after that I got the call and said that um it was going to start that February so for a whole month I had that therapy it was it was life-changing but yeah go through primary care doctor it's a lot of primary a lot of um medical care now incorporates mental health 
Awesome. Ivy, can you encourage anyone who didn't make it to the hospital in time? How can they get closure? Whoa. That's a, a tough question. Um, my answer would be to realize that God is in control and he has the final say. God decided it was time for them to go. Wow. Exactly. I said, wow, at the same time you said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina with the K, can you tell me how can someone get closure after losing a loved one? It can be very therapeutic to just write down your feelings too. Um, to go back to the previous question about if you didn't make it to the hospital in time, you can write down um, or even say it, say it out loud, what you would have wanted to say, pray, um, pray out loud and just tell the Lord, you know, Lord, I wish that I was there when whomever passed away, but I would want to tell them this, 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 and just, just say it, write it, get it out, get it off of you because you don't want to internalize that stuff and then have it be a source of, of bondage and a stronghold in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so those would be the things that I would um, recommend for sure to try and just really release yourself, be free from those um, feelings of bondage. Very good. Thank you. And I'm going to ask each of you all this question. When did all of you all get to the point when you were able to look back and enjoy the memories instead of dealing with the pain? When does it stop hurting to remember? The pain. Mm -hmm. Let's start with um, Katrina with the K. It took a little while um, because, well, when my mother-in-law became ill uh, and really started to decline, we moved her up here from South Carolina and I was her, her primary um, caregiver once she wasn't able to take care of herself. So I was still working a secular job all day and then coming home and providing care to her and then still taking care of my children. Um, they're, they're still young. They were very young at, at the time. Um, and then um, my husband too, trying to comfort and encourage him through the process. And then when she did pass, um, just the, the grieving process, it took some time because I felt like I still had to be the caregiver to my family. So mm -hmm. it took a little bit before I was able to process my grief myself. Um, but then after a while, I was able to, um, I don't I don't know what it was. I don't remember the point um, in time, what the moment was, but it was just that I, um, my, my mother-in-law had a little stutter and we would um, kind of tease her a little bit when she would get get stuck <laughs> when she was trying to to uh, express herself or tell us a story or something. So uh, I forgot what happened, but there was something that I, I just, it made me think of her and I was able to just smile and laugh and just um, remember those times. And then the, the sting of missing her uh, wasn't as intense. I still do miss her. Lord knows I still miss her. Uh, but that, that sting and that pain isn't as intense as, as it was. Uh, so I would just encourage everyone that it, you will eventually get there. Um, you know, you have to work through 
your grief and, and release some of those feelings and, and let that go. And the memory, you'll still cherish the memory and um, intentionally think of the good times and things that bring a smile to your face and make you make you laugh. And um, that sting won't be there like it was. Very good. What about you, Katrina? So uh, as I said earlier, it, it took it took years for me. Now I won't say that I was crying and like sick all the time because I actually started my business in honor of my mom three, four months after she passed. Mm -hmm. And so that helped me to absorb who she was, the what I wanted people to remember of her, how I wanted other people to be healed. But it just like Katrina with a K, it it took time. Each person, it's there is no set time for grieving. Now there that's that's the key. Yeah. There no is time. no set time for grieving. Everyone grieves differently. Yeah. Um, and so that's very good. What about you, Ivy? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, everyone grieves uh differently. And for me, um, I really didn't have a grieving process because I know where my mom is, you know, we're just passing through uh, this earth, you know, this is not our home. I really don't have a grieving process. Uh, although they are not here with us physically, they are always in our heart, in our memories. And we do remember the good times. Um, I can remember, you know, I think about my sons as they were growing up. Every time my mom came over to my house, she would give them a broom or make them do some work. And, you know, then when she would leave, they would say, well, why is grandma always making us clean up and do some work? <laughs> so if you know anything about my mom, uh, she was raised on a farm and that's what she liked to do. She liked to garden. She loved her plants and she liked to clean up and cook. So, wow. but everyone's grieving process is different. Yes. Very good. And I will say the same. I will ditto that, you know, um, and sometimes you need to get extra help. You need to, um, I think I was having a discussion with someone. There's two things that can happen when someone, when you lose a loved one, the family can get either closer together or sometimes it divides the family like never before. Mm -hmm. And um, I would venture to say that when your loved ones deceased, they would not want division in the family. They would want you to come closer together, even on their behalf. You know, it is time then to um, to end every rift that you have, every disagreement. And, and not go into more dysfunction, but go into function. Would you agree? Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Very good. We have so many questions. I'm trying to decipher. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those on the panel, how can you, we respect others grieving process? That's a great question. And what are some things not to do mm, to those who are grieving? We're going to split that question in half. We're going to start from the uh, the last question, and we're going to go with Ivy. Can you name two things not to do when a person is grieving? Uh, tell them to snap out of it. Mm. You know, tell them you should do this because we all grieve differently. Mm -hmm. 
Very good. What about you, Katrina? Katrina with the with the C. <laughs> <laughs> the one that Ivy um, said was good too. Um, but one I want um, to always tell people is not to ask how the person died. Oh gosh. Let yeah. that be something that is revealed after having conversations with the person, but don't ask them how did they how did they die? Don't 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 do that. What about you, Katrina? Yes, don't definitely don't ask <laughs> about um how they died. And then just the the way you treat people, if if it does seem like it's a little bit longer when you um act like you like what's wrong with you it was um this amount of time has passed you should be over it similar to what ivy was saying too um because we, we don't just snap out of it or just get over it or why haven't you cried yet you know maybe it people mm -hmm. don't express their grief that mm -hmm. way um mm -hmm. so just like really making the person feel bad um about how they feel right isn't good. that's a good one mm -hmm. um yeah, I can't even think of one because I'm like thinking on those. I'm like, oh my gosh, because people can say some really harsh things in the moment of grief, and, and because they're nervous, you know, I I just attribute it to that. I think they're so nervous they don't know what to say. They want to say the right thing, but they just don't know what to say. And then sometimes it's good not to say anything. And like mm -hmm. I said um, before, you know, uh, my friend from Detroit, she came when my brother passed away and she said, Sandra, I'm just going to walk with you. I'm just going to be here with you. I'm not going to say anything. And that made me feel so good because what do you say when someone is grieving? There's really no word. Words can't, words can't do anything. Um, prayer. I would say pray for, uh, pray for them as, as often and, and, and as um, frequently as you can. What are some things you can do? Um, I would like to discuss that. I think um, cash apping, Venmo, um, sending a love token when someone loses their loved ones is a good way to show your love and compassion. Um, many people say, well, I didn't know what to do. You know, I, um, you know, they didn't reach out to me. Some people expect you to reach out to them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you're grieving. You know that, yeah, right? Wow. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. But there are things that you can do when you don't know what to do. And that is um, ring a doorbell and put a card, um, cook a meal, uh, show up to the hospital, uh, be present, let them know, send an email, send a, a GIF, uh, what do you call those? You can do so many things today. You can send flowers. Um, what are some things that you all can think about that you can do? I would say you can um, go in and wash the dishes. Oh God! Yeah. Do some chores for them. I mean, that, that's back crazy. in the day, Ivy. Yeah, yeah. that's what my mom. <laughs> I can see my mom right now when people had babies or if they lost a loved one. She would send a group of people to their homes to clean up and everything. I don't know if they do that today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to piggyback off of Ivy. Absolutely. Um, I'm old school like that too. And I remember uh, a few years ago, my uh, good friend of mine, her father uh, passed away suddenly and I got the news. I went right over there. 
um, and they're in the next um, city over in Syracuse mm. and went there, just started cleaning up. I gave her a hug. <laughs> I just started cleaning up, um, organizing the food. People were already starting to bring dishes and meals over and tried to help with the, the crowd control mm. um, just to, to be helpful and supportive, um, but not intrusive. Very good. Not intrusive. So did any of your family members prepare you before their passing? That's a good question. Absolutely not. Uh, my <laughs> mom knew she was sick. She had a terminal cancer. She did not tell anyone. Mm. And I'm like, in 32 days, she was gone. Wow. It happened so suddenly. Wow. And so what do you say to people that lost their loved ones suddenly? In my mom's case, she left on her terms. She knew. Uh, maybe she didn't want us to worry about her. And maybe that could be your uh, your loved one's same wishes, you know, don't want to be a burden to you. You know, but I wish we had known. Mm -hmm. You know, your family members should know if you're dying of a sickness because it's a possibility that it's in the bloodline. Correct. And you should share, you know, that information. But those were her uh, her wishes. Um, we were born to die, right? As you stated earlier, mm -hmm. we have an entry date and an exit date. We just don't know the day nor the hour. That's why it's so important to have our hearts right with our Heavenly Father. Exactly. And it's funny that you um, asked that question because I didn't get to the back of the book, but it said, when I just picked it up, it said do's and don'ts. So if you purchase the book, you'll know the do's and don'ts because she put it in here. Um, and you did say prepare a meal, send a card, ask if you can assist in any way, send thank you cards um, afterwards, return phone calls, be supportive. Do not ask how someone died. That's in there. Ask if you're... Um, if you were ask if you were left anything that's a don't don't ask did they leave me something in the will oh my god i never thought about that yes i experienced <laughs> that yeah Oh, Jesus, help us. <laughs> but listen, she has um obituary in the back and she tells you how to uh, align the obituary, what goes first. There's a template for the type of service you want. Everything is really in, compact in this little book and we want you to go and purchase it now. You can purchase mine on my website and mine is Sandra rumph.com that's s-a-n-d-r-a-r-u-m-p-h she talks about anger bargaining depression uh you go through all of these things denial uh there's five stages of grief in this book mm -hmm. um she even has the sinner's prayer in here right mm -hmm. and she has a, a prayer forgiveness a prayer for strength, a prayer for comfort, a prayer of repentance. Let's talk about that. When we lose our loved ones, we have regrets sometimes. Mm -hmm. What did you do with that feeling of regret, Katrina, with the C? So that was one I, I had I had to process because um, 
I had I was my mom's caregiver for a while as as well, and it was when I was freshly married and working a full time job. All those things that Katrina K was talking about and that Ivy went through, I did that for about two months in the summer. I wanted to get my mother um, in one of those like housing units, but I just wasn't in a place to be able to do it. And my mother knew that she was. She, my mother suffered from mental illness, so she knew she was starting to come down with a bad episode. So she decided to leave. She left and, and went back to up here in Northern Virginia. When she got sick, and then when she died two months after being sick, I kept telling myself, "Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I? Do, I just had regrets. Why didn't I? Do, why all all the whys? Why? 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 And then um, a, a a sister from my church said, "Yeah, God told me you was thinking that." And God said it wasn't your responsibility to do all that for your mother. And I mean, it was true because my plate was heavy. My plate at the time was very heavy. But at the same time, it was like I wanted her here. And I kept I had regrets that I didn't do more. I thought it was my fault in a sense that I let her leave. And then she came and died in, in the hospital. But I that, that was a big regret. But it wasn't until I actually talked to someone and they said that wasn't that wasn't my place. I was trying to do, trying to do more than up beyond my means. So that's a very good point because we all, I think, cross that road where mm -hmm. we have regrets and we blame ourselves for this and that and the other. And I have my own set of regrets. Mm -hmm. um, and so definitely totally understand um, where you're coming from. What about you, Ivy? Yes, my uh, one regret was not spending enough time for her. Um, you know, busy in ministry, busy working, you know, married with the children, uh, mm -hmm. you know, busy with the authorship. Uh, she wanted to spend time with, we were planning to go to um, South Carolina for Christmas uh, because she has some land down there in a the trailer, but we did not make that trip. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know what? She's in a better place. She's in her heavenly home. That was my one regret. So if your loved one is reaching out to you, wanting to spend time with you, make time for them. Very good. Very good. What about you, Katrina? With the C. Um, oh. With a K, right? I'm sorry, with a K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there were a couple of things that I regretted. And the one on um, a trip she wanted to, to make and my husband and one of her close friends, they were able to make that trip down to South Carolina before she passed. But I regretted that I wasn't able to because of my, my work obligations. And I didn't see my way out of um, being able to get out of those uh, work responsibilities to be able to take her. So that was um, one thing. And then also the night uh, well, she passed away at 1131 um, in the morning that day. And again, because of work obligations, that uh, evening shift, I had to go. I I'm a registered nurse and um, I was responsible responsible for the whole building. And I did not have anyone to relieve me or to cover me. So it would have been, uh, you know, abandonment if I didn't go into work. So I did regret that, um, but I was able to move past that because there, with those circumstances being so tough, uh, my husband and my children did have other family members 
that were around that evening when when she after she passed um, and after I was able to get out of work a little bit early and come home. Um, but just that that initial time was what I, I regretted not being able to be home with the rest of my family. Mm-hmm. And that and that's something that you can't get back. So how do you deal with that? How do you how do you find closure with that or have you? I think I have because uh, I know that I did everything that I could have possibly done um, during her her illness and when she moved up here and just taking care of her and being a help to her and an encouragement to her and and to my family. I, I did everything that I, I could um, could have and even looking back at that night, that was the the situation. I wish it could have been different, but. It wasn't so. Um, the memories that my my husband has during that time, because I did express that to him, and he was like, "Well, what do you mean? You were there. You did everything." So I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so <laughs> if he says I did, then I'm good, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, <laughs> thankfully, that hasn't been um, a nagging feeling uh-huh. since then. Very good. Very good. What about? Shall be a blessing springing forth and made light in you. Shall you not know it? Shall you not see all that you've been looking for? Have if only you'd believe, only just believe. A brand new season, a brand new. 